You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's focus on Saquon Barkley. Pleased to be joined by Steve Jones, the radio voice of Penn State football. Steve, thanks so much for taking the time. We know about Barkley, the football player, and how brilliant he was over the weekend at the Combine. What should we know about Saquon Barkley, the person? Humble. Um, is the first guy to look around at everybody and say, well, I'm only here because of him, 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 him about his family. I mean, when he gets to the end zone, he'll, he'll find his family in the stands. He'll point to them because of how important they are to him along the way. That's just the kind of guy that he is. Uh, he makes everybody around him better, although you, you mentioned that the, it was in that play-by-play cut about Trace McSorley delivering the ball. I'll say this, McSorley is the one guy out there that made Barkley better uh, because of how he played. But Barkley is a very humble, down-to-earth guy who really appreciates everything he's been able to do during the course of his lifetime and his career. And one of the great stories about him was that when he ran track, he won a gold medal in the hurdles at the PIAA State Championships here in Pennsylvania. And there was a, a girl that won a medal and she crossed, but there was a problem with the start. Not hers, but somebody else. They had to rerun the race, and she didn't win. And Barkley talked to his coach, went over, and gave her his gold medal. Wow. That's big to be able to give something you've worked so hard for to, to someone else, just to make them feel good and, and, and somewhat uh, do something that makes someone smile. But when it comes to, to Saquon, he's – I'll just say he was the star, let's just say, at the Combine. I mean, everyone's talked about the quarterbacks, and I think there was not one quarterback that really stood out to make you be like, you know what, this is one of those great classes, but the guy who stood out was Saquon Barkley. Give me your take if he goes to the Cleveland Browns. How would that work out for him? Cordell, you know what? He's a generational player. There's just certain guys along the way that are generational players. And, you know, when you look at, at, at what he did here at Penn State, he really improved himself across the board. He made himself into an excellent player as a receiver. Uh, you played the touchdown catch he made against McCray. Well, I mean, I don't know why Michigan had a linebacker on him, but did. And so he he's a guy that runs routes out of the backfield. You know, Le'Veon Bell is so good because Le'Veon Bell runs routes like a wideout. Right. He's not a guy that floats out of the backfield in circles. Le'Veon Bell runs routes. Barkley runs routes. Barkley also improved himself as a blocker. Penn State won a game on the final play of the game at Iowa this year. It was a fourth and goal play, last play of the game. Josie Jewell, who was another really good NFL prospect, blitzes, and Barkley stoned him in the hole to give McSorley the time to throw the game winner to Juwan Johnson. So he's become a complete back. And to me, Cleveland's in an interesting spot. When you're drafting one and four, and there are multiple quarterback prospects, Barkley's a generational player. And I'm telling you, that's, I mean, I would not be surprised if they went that way because I think that they have options at four with quarterback. Chatting with Steve Jones, longtime radio voice of Penn State Sports. Steve, you know how the process works. This time of the year, every player gets critiqued and dissected. Some pundits have wondered why Barkley only had 400-yard rushing games last season. Could you speak to that? Sure, uh, because you've got every single defense on the face of the earth tilted towards stopping you. If you want to put eight in the box, you can do that. And so what Penn State did was they took advantage of that this year. So they had the opportunity to run Barkley. You know, they ran Barkley. If they had the opportunity to use Barkley as a receiver, he was used as a receiver. And then Barkley was so often used as a decoy. 
out there. We're, you know, you'd think at the Barkley, and I remember a play they ran. I want to say it was in the in the uh, Michigan game. They ran a play where they faked at the Barkley. Four guys went with Barkley. Touchdown pass the other way. He returned kickoff, two kickoffs for touchdowns. He also set records at Penn State for receiving this year and receiving yards. And the entire point was to try and get him into the open field as often as possible. So when you've got eight in the box trying to stop one guy and you're, you're outnumbering people, well, that's going to cause problems for any running back. And he still ran for over 1,200, almost 1,300 yards this year. He still averaged 100 yards a game. When you look at what he was able to do and, and think of the backs that came out over the last couple of years, whether it's Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott, would I go too far to say that he has a combination of both those guys' talent? Because you did mention him playing special teams, which we know Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott didn't do that in college. They just were backs. But yet at the same time, we know Christian McCaffrey catches the ball out of the backfield. He's the leading receiver with the Carolina Panthers. And Ezekiel Elliott, he just gets in where he fits in from the standpoint of catching a football, but he's just as valuable doing the same. Would you say he's a combination of both if they were to grab him in the first as a number one spot or even going to the Giants, which I think he'll probably have a little bit more success because they have a better offensive line? Yeah, a better offensive line. I think what they're probably going to franchise Pew, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised, which would help the Giants' offensive line. Uh, you know, they're getting Beckham back, and then, you know, that, I mean, there's a domino there that Barkley could be really successful in New York. But to your point, Cordell, about uh, Barkley as a combo between the two, in some ways, yes, because as you know, uh, McCaffrey did return punts at Stanford. But Elliott did none of that. And, of course, I saw Elliott play against Penn State, and you could just tell Elliott had all the makings of a major league running back because Elliott is a really good receiver out of the backfield. Elliott is a great blocker. You don't really get a chance to see it as often in Dallas, but in the Ohio State system, when Barrett would fake to the, to the running back, the running back, when Barrett kept it, was actually you know, it was the running back that's the lead blocker more often than not in that play for Ohio State. And that's where Elliott showed what an all-around football player he is. That's what Barkley is, an all-around player. And I think I see some elements of Christian McCaffrey as a receiver like you talked about. I see some elements of, of Zeke Elliott in the fact that, that Barkley can run with power. And I also see some elements of a speed back because I don't care what he turned into the combine. I've watched him run 4-3-3 here at Penn State. Chatting with Steve Jones, radio voice of Penn State football. Steve, let's expand our focus. What other Penn State names should we know on the path to the draft? Your tight end dominated the combine this weekend. Not surprised. Mike Kosicki's uh, Ryan is a really, really great prospect. He ran four five five of the combine, which ironically is faster than Antonio Brown ran. We ran four five seven. But he is one of those guys, and Cordell, you would know this too, is like take Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor never looks like he's running fast until you realize he's eating up so much ground with each stride nobody catches him. Well, that's Gasicki. He eats up a lot of ground with how he strides because he's 6'6". The other part that makes Mike really effective, and I know he turned out 22 reps at the at uh, 225, which was also impressive for Mike. But the other part that makes Mike Kosicki a great NFL prospect is his basketball background. He was the two-time player of the year in New Jersey. And there are times where he uses his body like he's a basketball rebounder. Now, this has been really successful for several, several players. Let's take Jimmy Graham. Let's take Antonio Gates. Like I did Antonio Gates' last game at Kent State in basketball. He played in the NIT against Penn State. So Gates and Graham are two guys that are former that are former basketball players playing in the NFL. 
Kasicki plays a lot like that. He understands how to use his body as a shield, as if he is trying to trying to block out on a rebound, and he gets the ball at the high point. What makes Kasicki difficult is that at six six, he's too quick for a linebacker to cover. Okay, and also at six six, he also is tough for a safety to cover because of height and the fact that a quarterback can put it in a location where it's either going to be caught by Mike or it's going to be incomplete. It's not going to be picked. Is Saquon Barkley the best player in this draft? Yes, yes, he's he, he's a Cordell. He's a generational player. There's just certain guys that fall into that category. And I remember the the first practice I saw him at Penn State. You know, it, I don't look at tapes of, of highlight tapes of guys coming in. I mean, when's the last time you saw a guy on, on the highlight tape in high school miss a jump shot? I mean, have, have you ever seen on a highlight tape dude missing a jump shot? <laughs> I mean, in running. I mean, how many times you look at a, at a high school tape and go, "Well, I saw nothing but touchdowns." So I never watched that stuff. So I heard he had that they really were high on him. First practice, I called up Jack Ham, who's my broadcast partner and part of the lineage that Cordell's from, obviously with the Steelers. Oh yeah. Right? And I said, Jack, you've got to see this guy. I said, uh, this is unreal. So Jack comes in here two days later uh, from Pittsburgh. And he looked at me and he says, I haven't seen anybody like this in forever here. And neither had I. And I just wanted to see how it would play out because you could see all the natural athletic attributes, the attitude, the uh, the, the camaraderie. He, you know, one of the guys that also had great skill. And I watched him over three years get a little bit better at something all the time to the point where he became an absolute complete back. And I rarely say this about somebody, but you know, after watching, going all the way back to Kurt Warner, to, to John Carter, Larry Johnson, and others, he's the best football player I've seen here. And that is high praise, given all of your time in the booth in Happy Valley. Steve, we appreciate the insights. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Absolute pleasure. Great questions, guys. I appreciate it. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.